to turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, and I'd like you to have that open, uh, whether you have your Bibles or you have your Bibles on your phone. Um, I really would like you to get that open, because we're actually going to look at a, an extended passage of Scripture, and I want us to really focus in on what God is speaking to us today through that. And we won't read it all at once, we'll read it throughout the, the message, but if you could have uh, Colossians chapter 3 open, ask you to do that at home as well, just remove all distractions, keep your Bibles open, and there's going to be a few things on the screen that I'd love for you to write down as well. So if you have something to take notes, uh, grab that uh, as well. And uh, I know I said it at the beginning of the service, but uh, I just am so uh, grateful uh, for the freedom that we have to worship, and I know that... Uh, there were many uh, men and women that gave their lives uh, throughout the generations for that freedom, and uh, many of them uh, never got to take off the uniform because they died serving our nation, and we remember that uh, this weekend, uh, Memorial Day weekend, and so uh, we're grateful uh, for all of that. And another reason I'm grateful for this weekend every year is that 27 years ago, uh, Leslie said yes, and we got married on Memorial Day weekend back in the 90s, and uh, best decision she ever made, and um, <laughs> I'm saying that because she's coming tomorrow morning, so I said that tonight, but uh, uh, by far the best decision I've ever made uh, in, in life, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about life. We've actually been doing that since um, Easter time. We've been talking about the life that we have in Christ, so our name is a church is Christian life, that we have this life in Christ, and, and so what kind of life do we have? We have new life, and we have abundant life. Last week, we talked about the Spirit-filled life, that we have a life that is uh, there to house the power of God inside of us, and, and this weekend, I want to talk about eternal life, the eternal life that we have, that you and I were created to experience eternal life in God. Now, I know it's a while ago, pre-COVID, but I want you to think back a couple years ago, uh, maybe even a little bit longer than that, there was this, this uh, word that got into the Urban Dictionary, and it was the word. Again, this is pre-COVID, but it was the word FOMO, FOMO, fear of missing out. That was the big thing a, a few years back that... We were so worried that we might miss out on something after COVID. We probably missed out on a lot of things, but the idea of that was that we only live once, and we need to experience everything we can experience in life. And when you really begin to think about it from God's perspective is that we have eternal life, that this life is not all that there is, that there's more than just this moment in time. And you can say, well, how do we really know that there's life beyond this? I love how C.S. Lewis put it. Um, he said this, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. That if there is something in our hearts that will never be satisfied with the things of this world, chances are we were actually created for another world. Uh, John 3.16 says this, that for God so loved the world that he gave his 
only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Probably could have had us just say that from memory. Didn't even need to put it on the screen. Everybody knows John 3.16, right? But that is the cornerstone verse of the Christian faith. That is the one that tells us the, the whole story. And the whole story is right there in this verse, that there's a God who loves us. And He loves us so much that He sent His only Son. And His Son, by dying on the cross for our sins, His Son gives us what we've already talked about in new life. And through His resurrection, we've talked about the abundant life that we have in Him. And by believing faith, we would not perish, but have eternal life. That that is the heart of God for you and me. And so this is the first thing to write down. You were created for life together with God forever. That's why you were created. It's just that simple. That's how much God loved you. That's why he created you. And so how do we live in light of this truth? How do we live knowing that you and I were created to live forever? So we want to look at Colossians chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. It says, Since then... You have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated, at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. The first things that, that Colossians chapter 3 teaches us is this, that, that we need to set our mind on things above. That's the first thing, set our mind on things above. What I love about this passage is it tells you and me that we get to set our minds, that the world doesn't set our mind. There's not someone else or something else that sets our mind. We can set our mind. You can set your mind where you want to set your mind, and that's why Paul tells us, set your mind on things above. Don't let anyone or anything else set your mind. Set your mind on things above. Now, we're going to have things throughout life. There's going to be things we worry about for tomorrow and the next day. But what about eternity? Well, we need to live today and tomorrow and the next day in light of eternity. Focused, yes, on today, but also on how it affects our eternal perspective. So how do I live my life? That's the question that comes when I say, I'm going to set my mind on things above. I'm going to set my mind on eternal things. Well, how then do I live my life? How do I live my life when I go home with Leslie celebrating her anniversary? That, that how do I live our marriage based not on today or tomorrow, but based on all of eternity? How are we making that marriage count for eternity? How do I do my work when I go to my job? You need to think about that because when I go to work, I, yes, I have things I need to do today, but what does it matter for all of eternity? We have to think of that in every relationship that we have. Me as a, a husband or a father in relationship to my children, everything has to be kind of viewed in the light of eternity that I'm thinking setting my mind on things above, that I'm focused on the things that God is focused on, that what he says in his word are the things that rule my life. They rule what I do in every aspect of my life because God cares about 
my eternity. He cares about your eternity. He cares about the eternity of everyone that you meet. And so what does God say about this? What does his word say about this? And that's how I live my life based on eternity. I actually just say, okay, God, I'm laying my life here down for you because I'm, I'm laying down my life now to gain life forever. Jim Elliott, who um, did give his life as a martyr, as a missionary, trying to reach an unreached people with the gospel, wrote this in his diary. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. That we are called to lay our life down and live our life in light of eternity. Because the things that last forever, those are the things that matter today, tomorrow, and the next day as well. Continuing on in verse 5 of Colossians chapter 3 and how we live this out. He says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. The second section of Colossians chapter 3 says this. It tells us to take out the garbage. That's the next thing we do. We take out the garbage. How many of you know that if you let the garbage in your kitchen just begin to stack up throughout the week and you just let it sit there, especially as summer comes, right? Just, it just sits there and, man, it starts to stink, doesn't it? You need to take that out regularly. You need to get that out of your house. And what Paul is saying here in this passage of Scripture is like you need to get rid of of the stinky sin in your life. It is going to ruin you. It is going to destroy you. You need to take it out. What were some of the things he said we need to take out? Well, he said you need to get rid of lust, evil desires, greed, gossip, or we could say drama, rage, filthy language, lying, and there was so much more than that. But he's just saying, look, you've got to get rid of these things from your life. They stink, and they're going to ruin your life. And, and we have to begin to, to really realize that I need to set my heart and my mind on things above, and these things don't belong in my life anymore. And you may say, well, well Daryl, that's a pretty tough list, and you need to see where things are in your life to remove, but then you may say, well, I don't, that's, I don't do all those things, you know, that's not in my life, but our life is influenced by so much. And what's interesting is, is that you may say, well, I don't maybe do these things that it talks about in Colossians chapter 3. But you know what's funny is a lot of times when we turn on the television, we turn on a movie, all of a sudden we see these things that shouldn't be a part of our life. Or we go searching somewhere on the internet that we shouldn't be. We begin to see things that shouldn't be a part of our life. There are other influences in our life that maybe we need to remove because Paul says you got to take out that trash. you got to get rid of that. That's going to destroy your life. And, and, and you don't even belong to that anyway, Paul says. That's not even supposed to be a part of your life. So just, just take it out with the garbage. Just get rid of it. Just be careful of what you're doing, what's influencing you, all those things that are, that are a part of your life. You need to get rid of them. 
We've all been sick before where you've been sick for a couple days, maybe in bed, you've just been feeling terrible, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm starting to feel a little better. And so what do you do? You, you, you get up and you take off those uh, dirty pajamas you've been wearing, you wash up and you put on new clean clothes. You know, for the first time, maybe some new clean pajamas. You put them on and you begin to feel better. Maybe you, maybe you take off the, the sheets that you were sick and you, and you wash those and you put on clean, fresh sheets and new pillowcases and you're just like, oh, this feels so good. Now, what if you got up and you were sick and you just, you know, you, you took off the dirty pajamas, cleaned off the bed, the sheets and everything, and you got all washed up, and then you put back on the old pajamas and you put those sick sheets back on the bed. And you, got, you would feel terrible, right? Because that's not supposed to be a part of your life. It, you know, you need to either wash them or burn them or something. You need to get rid of them because that's not you anymore. You don't want that anymore. And that's what Paul is saying here. You need to get rid of that. Don't put it back on once you've taken it off. Just get rid of it. Because the things of this life, they will not satisfy. We think, well, this will help or that will help. And Paul says, no, it's not going to satisfy. It won't last. Just get rid of it. Set your mind on things above because that's where you belong. You're not like that anymore. You're not, you don't belong to this world. You don't belong to sin. Just get rid of it. It's time to move in a new direction. And you may say, this sounds like a really big job. And it is a really big job. But it's an important job. With summer coming, it's interesting how it also becomes construction season, right, on the roads. It seems like anywhere they can start digging up a road, they start, they start repairing the streets. I know Mount Prospect is doing this big utilities project right now, and I'm trying to find what streets I can get down. I don't know if, how a bus would get down one of those streets, but you're just like, okay, what street can I go down? And, and it's really inconvenient, isn't it? You're just like, man, why do they have to do all this? But you know it's for the best, right? You know that it's, it's going to help, you know, get all the stuff needed to be done. The streets will be smooth and good after that. You know the city has a plan. You know that it's a good moment to be done in the summer. And so while it is an inconvenience, you know it's leading to something better. And that's the same thing with when you read passages of Scripture like this, you're like, man, this sounds like a really big deal. And it is going to be some construction in your life, but it's okay because it's leading to something much better. Paul is saying you got to just keep your mind on things above, not on the things of this world. You've got to start removing the things from your life that are actually making you sick, that may are making you stink, that will destroy you. You've got to get rid of those because God has something so much better for us. Continuing on in Colossians, now picking up in verse 12, it says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through the psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. The third thing that this passage is teaching us is to put on our new clothes, to put on our new clothes. So we set our mind on things above. We, we take out the garbage and we begin to put on our new clothes. What are the new clothes that, that Paul tells us to put on? Compassion. 
kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness. He says, most of all, put on love. The ultimate test of our Christian faith because that leads to unity. And then it leads us to that, that beautiful passage that, that when we do this, that the peace of God will rest inside of us. It will it'll be there for all that we do. I don't know about you, but if I had a highlighter, I would start highlighting everything in, in this chapter because there's so much good stuff in there that I've got to let the peace of God, I've got I've to let these things rule and reign in my life, that I need to let the Word of God dwell in me richly. I love that word dwell, that, that God's Word would dwell in me, that I would take the word that is being preached, that passage, and just let it dwell in me. I'd grab my devotional, and whatever's being spoken that day, I'd let it dwell inside of me. Because when it dwells inside of me, it becomes a part of me, and, and it begins to work its way out in love and peace and all the good things that, that he's talking about in this passage. When I think about dwelling, I, I think about um, tea, because I, I love tea, and, and I, I got a a little uh, kind of infuser thing, and it, it makes the tea, and you get the loose tea leaves in it. That's not a picture of it. That's just the tea cup thing there, but uh, it's really cool. I put my loose leaf tea in there. You pour the hot water, and then you just let it sit for two minutes, and, and you watch that water turn from hot water to hot tea, and, and whatever flavor you put in is what it becomes, and and I love that because it, it tastes so good, and I get to try all these different flavors. It's a lot of fun, you know, so I just, I love that, but I, I thought about that, and I thought about that's what happens when we allow the Word of God to dwell in us richly. When we put it inside of us, and it's inside of us, it just starts becoming a part of our life, and, and, and once tea is made, you can't separate it back to water. It's now tea, right? It, it's worked its way through uh, the process, and, and so that water is now tea. But it, it's whatever we allow to dwell in our life, that's what we'll become, right? So it's not just, you know, good things. It can be bad things as well, and that's why we have to watch. That's why Paul's saying, look, set your mind on things above. Put eternal things in your life. Put these good things in your life, not the, not the negative things that will destroy you. And so we have to let that dwell inside of us. So let the Word dwell inside of you. Let your devotional dwell inside of you. Picking it up at verse 17. It says, and whatever you do, whether uh, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Again, another verse to highlight that whatever I do, whatever I say, whatever is going on in my life is that I do it for the Lord, that I do it in light of eternity. That whatever I'm doing, and, and this is what is so powerful about this verse, is it tells me that there's nothing in vain in my life. That there's nothing too big, there's nothing too small, there's nothing too mundane. There's no like unexpected detour that comes along in my life that doesn't mean anything. It's anything that I do, I do it for the glory of God. I do it in light of eternity. Because I was created not just to have a nine-to-five job. I was created to live forever. And so I'm doing that work is unto the Lord. I'm, I'm serving my family is unto the Lord. I'm doing whatever I'm called to do as unto the Lord. And so I see that verse and I say, okay, God, I'm setting my mind on things above. And whatever I do, I do for you. I do for your glory. That's our perspective as believers. That's how we live out 
the eternal life, because you don't have to wait for eternal life. A lot of times we think, well, I'll just wait for my eternal life. When I die, I'll have eternal life. Yes, you will, but eternal life begins now, because I am doing this as unto the Lord. Uh, Uversion is an app. It's also a website that I use for the Bible, um, and uh, every year they put out the most searched words, and in 2020... I don't know if you could guess what word was searched more in 2020 than any other word. Fear. That's right. Fear. She got it. I was surprised by that. That that was the number one searched word in the Bible. The only thing that we need to fear is missing out on eternity with God. That's really the only thing. If you want the honest truth, that's the only thing we need to fear, missing out on eternity with God, because I don't even have to fear death. Jesus paid the price. We've already talked about that in our new life talk, in our abundant life talk. Like, I already have this. This is, this is something I already have. The only thing I have to fear is missing out on that, and I'm not going to miss out on that. So fear doesn't have to be my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. He's the one that I listen to. He's the one that I serve now and forever. It's his presence that connects me to eternity. And so I just, I live for him. I love what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 28. It says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. I love that. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Jesus is saying, I got you for all of eternity. I'm going to take really good care of you. There's nothing that can snatch you out of my hand. There's nothing that you have to be afraid of. Uh, there's nothing in this life that is going to satisfy. So, so stop living your life for today and tomorrow and the next. Start living your life in light of eternity, in light of what really matters for all time. Unfortunately, over the last couple of years, we've had to do a lot of funerals. And in our church family and, and extended family of our church, uh, there's been several funerals of, of older people uh, during the last year, of people 90 plus years old that lived good lives or great lives. And, and um, those are beautiful in the sense of we get to say goodbye, but they're also difficult because we knew them so long and we were so close. I was talking to a, a woman who asked me to do her funeral. You wouldn't know who she was. It just was a kind of a, a friend of a friend. She was uh, well over 90. It was uh, time for her to go home, and we were talking about her funeral, and she had a, a great life, a well-lived life, a full life in every way. And I said, what would you like me to say at your funeral? Because I really didn't know her that well. And she said, tell everybody that life is short. Here's a woman who lived to almost 100 years old, who lived a great, big, full life in every way, was loved by many people wherever she went, even to uh, the retirement center. Everyone loved this woman, and her words were, life is short. Life is short. It's very short. Compared to eternity, it is just a blink of an eye. 
Even a hundred years can go by really quickly. And the reason is because we were created for something more. We were created for life beyond this life. You and I were created for eternal life. That's how we started this. And that's why we focus on setting our mind on things above because I believe that all of our hearts are aching for heaven. And listen, you don't have to wait for heaven to be close to Jesus. He's with you right now. He's with you when we sing a song, when we open his word, when you open your devotional. He'll be with you tomorrow. His presence ushers us into eternity. And there will be a day when we're all together in heaven, one big happy family worshiping together. But until then, we can have the presence of God with us here right now. And that is something we don't keep to ourselves. That is something we share with everyone we meet because we're called to set our hearts on things above. And everybody that you will ever meet was created for eternity with God. So let them know how much God loves them. I want you to know how much God loves you. And he wants to spend forever with you. Would you say, just bow your heads and your hearts with me real quick here. We just have a few minutes before we have to go. I'm just going to spend some time in the presence of the Lord and pray. But I'm just going to ask you just to give yourselves afresh and new to God. Just just say, okay, God, I'm setting my heart on things above. I want you to, to take out the garbage. Just remove the things that are keeping me from you, the, the things that are making my life stink. Just, God, if you could get rid of those things. I'm going to ask you, God, to put new clothes on me. Put the, the goodness, the kindness, the, the love, the peace. Make a new commitment to dwell with God in some way whether it's opening his word or opening the devotional or just sitting there quietly, God, speak to me and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Give yourself to God fresh and new. It's a new day. It's the beginning of your eternal life. This is what you were created for. You weren't created for the garbage of this life. You were created for God's love and his presence. Everything you do now, do for the Lord. Don't think of your life as boring. Don't think of your life as mundane. Everything you do counts because you do it as unto the Lord. At home, work, wherever you go, do it all for the Lord. Do it all in the light of eternity. Everything we've talked about since Easter, this new life in Christ, this abundant life in Christ, this spirit-filled life, full of the Holy Spirit, this eternal life with God, It all begins with Jesus. It's our sin that separates us from God, and that's why Jesus came and he died on a cross for our sin. So that when we put our faith and our hope in him, he comes in and he, he cleanses us from all sin 
we're 100% forgiven in every way. And so just, I'm going to invite you just to invite Christ into your heart, into your life tonight. Just say, God, come in and forgive me of my sin. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I'm going to live every day for you. I'm going to follow you. That's all you have to do. And you will be that new person living an abundant life, full of the Holy Spirit, walking with God now and forever. It all begins with that relationship with Jesus. So God, we offer ourselves fresh and new to you tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For the new, abundant, spirit-filled, eternal life we have in you. May we live for your glory now and forever. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.